Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the NBA show, episode five. We're back after a brief break, because, you know, we all kind of needed one with a long weekend and stuff coming up, but... Huge one now. Marina, first episode. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, happy to be here. Heard so much. I've seen so much. So it's like, let me get in on this, please. And the one, and the two, and the one, two, three. Why you not that? Bishop wore buttless chaps to the bat mitzvah. Have a great broadcast. You too, darling. First question we have, right? Because we got to talk about it. We can't go through the next couple of weeks and not talk about it, especially with the playoffs, the Lakers. They miss out. Marina, I'll hand this one to you. Thoughts on the fact that the Lakers did not make even the play-in? You know what? I had been saying this, and I'm so happy we get to talk about it. I've been saying this since they started signing all those old boys. It's like, that's not a winning combination. And also, they're all dominant players. There's no role players in that starting lineup. So, look, I didn't think they would be this unsuccessful, but... You know what, LeBron James, you're a great player, but I think this has proven that he's not ready to step into a GM role just yet. Um, but, yeah, it really sucks to see. Like, it sucks for Russ and it sucks for Melo, but it's just frustrating basketball and it looks like no one's having a good time. So, yeah, that's my take. Yeah, I mean, we were t- Kat and I were talking about it earlier and, we like, there was an interesting stat I saw. They had 39 different lineups this season and only 31 wins. Like, out of a team that on paper should be good. Kat, I know this is your team, but, like, you're a little devastated the fact that they didn't even make the play-in. <laughs> oh, the disappointment. Yeah, like, when you look at those stats, though, like, like I can't say better than what Maria just said, but even the stats that we were talking about before, and just the fact that what I was saying, 21, only 21 games was when the big three got to actually play together. It's just mm-hmm. all so inconsistent. There was just no consistency through that whole season. And, yeah, the same. I didn't think it would be this bad. Like, it has shocked me. But I think all I have left now is just disappointment. But anyone that knows all the teams that I go for in every league and sport, they're, they're not doing well. So I'm taking these losses really well. It's fine. On to the next thing. They just didn't get it done. They'll do it next year. <laughs> it's like you just got to, like, take it on the chest, you know, with these sort yeah. of situations. And, like, you see that they just blame – or, well, they just got rid of the head coach. And it's, like, I feel for him because he won a championship not too long ago. And it's, like, all of these guys just aren't being able to play. They didn't have their big three. So, like, is it really on the head coach or is it just, like, you don't have that many healthy bodies? I don't know. Good luck next season, Lakers. (laughs) I mean, we all know LeBron's doing a little coaching in the background. Like, how much was (laughs) the head coach actually doing when you got LeBron on on the sideline? But – yeah, definitely. Yeah. Hopefully the Lakers uh, can uh, turn around for next season. All right, guys, yeah. we're going to go to our next segment of the huddle. Leave no regrets out there. That is what a real champion is made of. And the Chicago Bulls have won their first ever NBA championship. As Kobe Bryant at the buzzer in overtime gets the win for Los Angeles. There it is. Redemption for Golden State. It's over. The Bucks have done it. Celebration has begun in Boston. Most important thing 
in life is how your career moves and touches and how it carries forward to the next generation. Yeah, so as we mentioned, it's NBA playoff time, which is a great time for basketball. But we've got to talk about the reigning champs in the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, did this surprise at all last year when they came out to win this one? Cat, I'll give this one to you first. Were you surprised to see the Milwaukee Bucks take out the NBA championship last year? I I feel like I, in the end, no, actually. I actually wasn't surprised. I think once like they did get into it, it was a good run. Like I did, I really enjoyed the playoffs last year, but once they did it, I just felt like they just had more fight and just with their leader in Giannis as well. I was like, he's going to do it. It's going to get done. Um, but now this, this year, I just don't know. It's, I don't know. It's going anywhere. Yeah. It was just like, it made sense. Hey, last year. After yeah. The- championship or after the like after that game after that series it was just like this take it good job guys you totally earned that <laughs> I think that's the cool thing about the NBA in the last kind of two years especially in the finals you kind of look at the finals matchups you go I don't know I can't sit here and predict it right there's always favorites and I know the Bucks are going to be defending their championship this year and they haven't had much change in their lineup from last year I mean defensively they're an absolute powerhouse they finished first last year dropped off in the season about 14th but they've they seem to pick it up at the right time like they Mm -hmm. seem to switch on right before the playoffs and then just kind of breeze through but I think Maureen I'll give you this question do you think not having much of a change in that lineup is going to be beneficial to them moving forward for this playoffs oh absolutely and then like not changing your core group is so important for just like your culture, your lineage, just knowing how to succeed. But those are the same guys that have already won a championship. They know what they need to do to get through that long series. If they need to fight for it and it goes to seven, they know how to get through. So as far as winning a tournament, as far as winning a championship, these guys know, know what they're doing. I will say though, the standard that they'll be coming up against has lifted this season so I think these championships coming up and all the series that we're about to see I think will be a bit harder for them but I'm really confident in the Bucks as well they're playing great basketball I think they haven't had as much attention this season but I'm I'm excited for their run run it back Bucks (laughs) I think that as you mentioned they haven't had much attention right and I think that does some teams some favors especially when they kind of fall off like they did in the middle of the you know, regular season. They were having a couple of losses. But I think something we've talked about in previous podcasts with like the Lakers and the Knicks and all these other teams, you know, when we talk about Golden State, is that there aren't many notable injuries with the Bucks, And I think that's probably why they've been able to be successful now going to the playoffs is like Giannis, I think, sat out maybe one or two games, I think, from memory. But even when you look at this lineup, you've got Drew Holiday, who is just an absolute, like, underrated player, in my opinion. Like, when you talk about the ball, like, he's a beast because it's like Giannis and then it's like Drew Holiday just kind of, like, creeps in a little bit. But when you look at the playoffs, he was a huge player last year. He was massive. You know, and Bucks, I'm sorry to jump in. Bucks have, like, I know they have Giannis and I know they've got Middleton, but – Honestly, it's just a good team. They play great team basketball. Everyone knows what they need to do. They've got great defenders. They've got great often offensive offenders. Would never say that. <laughs> <laughs> 
mind me. But they've got great guys that know what to do at the right times. Whereas like some teams that you've seen in like Lakers, everyone wants to get it done. These Bucks guys, there's a reason that they're defending champs because everyone plays great basketball together. Okay, well, already calling it. It's already calling it. Yeah, to back to back. Marina, Marina just claimed that one there. Bucks are gonna go back. Why? <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, I'll go back to back. Good job, guys. Kat, my question to you is right. When we look at the Bucks again, we said like defensively they're so 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 strong, and we all there's always that phrase like defense wins championships. So I guess when you look at it, the Bucks really should be able to repeat based on the defense that they have. I mean, they've got Brooke Lopez. You got Bobby Portis as well in there. Like, it's a solid – they've got the big men that are able to do it. Yeah. They – um. I was – what was I listening to something today? Like, because I know today's game was a lot – it was actually a harder game. Like, they didn't do the very best. But at the end of the day, they still got it done. And basically, especially, like, with Giannis, I just love him. But, like – he always knows what to do. Like, he is really hard to guard. Like, he's always in the right place. He's always, like, everyone can always rely on him. Like, you know you can always give it to him and he's going to get the job done. And, like, backing off of what Marina was saying before and, like, you know, like, going back to even why the Lakers weren't doing so well, it's the consistency. Like, there is so much consistency in this team. And, like Marina said, like, everyone knows their role. Everyone, like, they're, they're hard to defend. They're a strong team. So they don't really have – they literally just have to keep doing what they're doing and it will go that way. So, yeah, like I wouldn't be surprised if they go back there again, back to back. I don't know because if, if Phoenix get up, they're like, if we go back to the same thing this year, like I actually would kind of love that because the fight would just be so much harder. And mm-hmm. I feel like it would just be like a really close series. So I kind of do want that to happen at the same time. Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, right, they played the Bulls today, kind of. They up, they're up one nothing. but you're right. It was a battle against the Bulls. Do you think – because they kind of started this game a little bit like they thought they are going to be able to breeze through. I think – Marina, do you think this game was a bit of a wake-up call, I think, with that kind of aggressive, you know, offense that the Bulls kind of gave them for the Bucs to kind of maybe they got to step it up a little bit? Hmm. Look, I think that the Bulls have been – loud this season and they're good and they're tough like they're just like tough guys that are willing to grind and I think the bull uh sorry I think the bucks might have needed that just to like wake up like it's finals time we're going right now I would expect them to walk away from this game and be better prepared for the next and kind of step on their throats from the start rather than kind of get hit by the bulls a few times and then kind of answer to that um but, yeah, I think this was, was a good game to get out of the way early because now they're at the advantage. And it's always hard to come back from a first round, uh, first game loss. Yeah. All right. So, as we kind of wrap up with the Bucks, strong offensively, strong defensively, good, got the great core from last year. Marina's already calling back-to-back championships. Kat, you think they can get to the finals. I mean, we're sitting in the first round of the playoffs, so let's give our predictions for this one. What do you think, Kat, I'll give it to you first. How do you think they're going to get, go against the Bulls? I, I think it's going to be a clean sweep. That's what I'm expecting. I, I feel like even though today, today like I said, is a wake-up call, but they did it and they've started off well, and then they just go from here. I feel like they will actually just go all the way. Marina? Um, I think after everything we've talked about and how – 
the Bucks have like kind of stayed with their core team. They all know what they're doing when it comes into finals. I think this Bulls team is a bit fresh. Um, and I just think that at the end of the day, the Bucks' success and their just team chemistry and their experience is going to get this series done. So I reckon it's going to be like over in three, maybe over in four. See, I'm going to disagree. I'm, I think they're going to go to game six. I think they're going to go six games. I think when you step in Chicago, Chicago is going to make it hard when you go to United Center and you play against the Bulls. Because as you said, they're a young team. They've got nothing to lose. They're a little bit scrappy. So I think the Bulls will give them a run at home. So I'm going to say we're going to go to game six. Yeah. But that's just All right. <laughs> it's going to be a good series either way. I'd love to – like, I'm looking forward to it. All right, now we're going to move on to our next segment. Match. The most anticipated match in history. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble. I mean, this is a match that if I could go back and watch this matchup, I would. Because you've got the greatest defensive center of all time against one of the greatest offensive big men ever. I mean, you got Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell. You've got that Boston and Lakers rivalry. I mean, let's talk about Will Chamberlain for a bit because he was just an absolute beast when he played for the Lakers. Kat, I know you're a Lakers fan, so I'm going to give you this one. What are your thoughts on Will Chamberlain? Oh, my God. Well, first of all, 7-1. Like, just a giant. I love it. I think – I just think, yeah, he's amazing. Like, one thing that you find, like, with you know, when centers are so big, like, you can have all that height, but can you move well? Can you be in the right spot? Like, because – I mean, I'm not that tall. I'm only five foot six, but it's not going to be as easy to move around when you're like that much, when you're dominating that much space on the court. Like I've seen some centers play that they just don't have that like mobility. They don't really know where to be. But I think with him, like he just has all of that. Like he's got the height, he's got the reach. He can move really well. Um, One thing I actually finally enough heard, there was an interview between Bill Russell and him and Bill Russell even said there, there was no way to prepare to play against him because every single one of his games was different. And I think that's actually a really good thing. Like, how do you prepare against a player like that when you just can't, you can't read them? You don't know what they're going to do next. So, yeah, I, I think that's a really good matchup. Like, I, I wouldn't even be able to pick, but, like, he's a beast. <laughs> so that's all I pretty much have to say. Yeah, I mean, this is a guy that averaged, like, 30 points a game, which I think for, like, yeah. like for the time that he played, which was, like, 60s to, you know, early 70s, averaging th- – like, when we talk about averaging 30 points now, we're like, eh, it's normal. You know, guys are averaging 50, but I think averaging 30 back then and on a consistent basis – I mean, I don't know about you, but I feel like that was a big deal, at least for, like, the 60s as far as basketball goes. It was tough back then. Like, they could just get so scrappy on the court and there were, like, no fouls. They just did not exist back then. You would be bleeding before a foul would be called. (laughs) And, like, these days, like, you get touched, like, and it's, like, a technical if you ask for a foul. It's ridiculous. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He's a bucket, and he was an absolute bucket. And back then, he was a bucket in any type of way that he wanted to do. And like you said, he's seven foot one. He's versatile. He's athletic. He can do anything. So, like, good luck to try and guard him. Um, if we're just talking about Will, poof, the reason he's in the record books, he's amazing. I wish that I was alive to witness it. It's just incredible basketball. And the fact that he did it back then, amazing. There's a reason he's one of the greats. 
Yeah, and if we look at his competitor, Bill Russell, again, not seven foot one. Like, I can't even imagine, like, being that tall. Like, I'm, I, I, I think I'm the shortest on the panel at five four. So, like, you know, that's, that's saying something. <laughs> Bill Russell is, yeah, six <laughs> ten. So, not, not, not as, like, not as big, but could you imagine having to come up against Will Chamberlain, like, every night? And being like, like if if I was if I was Boston, I'd be like, so who has him tonight? Because like I don't want to put my hand up for that one. <laughs> no, and you know what? It wouldn't just be like the physical side of the game because when you come up against someone who you're just like so smaller than, like there is no way to defend his even just his arm reach, his reach of his arms. It's not just a physical game; it's also a mental. It's like how do I just get him off? Like can I punch him can I like shove him whatever but then can I just like annoy him so that he's focusing on me rather than basketball I just yeah I feel like it would have been so exhausting to try and match up on him what do you do that's that's actually one thing I noticed the most going back over the highlights and kind of watching his game like that's how everyone was kind of defending him like they just had to be rough like there wasn't much else they could do so they just had to really get in his space and try and put him off. He was just like, no, I got this. Like, it's pretty much reaching over everybody. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, like, if I was Bill Russell, I'd be, like, standing under him going, I just, I don't even know how to stop you. Like, you're just going to, as Marina Strong, like, you're just going to dip it right over the top. I mean, on a good day, Bill Russell was averaging 15 points a game. Like, when you look at 30 to 15, that is a big scoring difference between the two. Um, Yeah. But, you know, I guess, We've got to pick one. So I guess if you're going one-on-one, Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, yes, we all wish we could see that matchup. Marina, you first. Who would come out of the match on top? I think I know where this answer is going. Okay, so if we're talking, what are the rules here? Is like a game to 21? Yeah, game to 21, one-on-one. Yeah. Who's coming out on top? Yeah. One-on-one, game to 21, let's say. Um, it's a scoring game, and I just feel like – Wilt's going to get it. Like, I would love to say, Bill, great, good job, good job. But, like, just the versatility that Wilt has, man. If it's one-on-one and I've got, like, the whole keyway, I can hit you with a shot. I can hit you with a dunk, layup, step back, whatever. You're not getting me to – you're not getting past this. I'm just – 21 to 7. <laughs> t- ah, 21's, like, 13. It'll be tough, but it's Wilt. Kat, what's your matchup on this one? Who's your winner? Yeah, I think I have to agree. I mean, I, I mean, we have to point out what what Bill Russell has done. Obviously, you know, if you're looking at rings and like like all these championships, it's not like he hasn't done anything. He's done really well. Like he, you know, he was obviously like a core player. Um, but yeah, when we when we look at, I feel like we've just like hit it in this little conversations. But I would go with Will as well. Yeah, we but I can't, you know, I can't deny what he's done. Like we can't deny, like we have to, you know, give him respect for what he's achieved. Like, and that's true. That's just a really good matchup. So it's, you know, yeah, like a hard person to kind of beat. Yeah, seven foot one when he's averaging thirty, and you're only averaging fifteen a game. Like, I mean, a clean sweep here. I would go Will Chamberlain kind of all day. But if it's make it, take it, and you're to twenty one, Bill Russell's going to be waiting a long time for that basketball. <laughs> That's, yeah, exactly. I just reckon that, like, Bill Russell, you're amazing. But if it's a one-on-one situation, I just feel like, man, you've also got a seven-foot-one dude in your space trying to get around him being shorter than What do you do? Unfortunately, it's just a nature. 
Genetics. All right, guys, we move our final segment for the evening, Rapid Fire. Hey, we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. Rapid fire question that I had because I thought this was interesting. But what NBA team has surprised you this season, good or bad? I think I'm going to kick this one off and I'm going to go with the Grizzlies. Not that the Grizzlies have ever been really bad or they haven't been really good. They've just kind of been like that mediocre team where sometimes they'll get into that playoffs and sometimes they won't. But when you look at Morant, who's kind of their key player right now, and he was out for a while with injury. When you look at all the other big stars that kind of went out with injury and LeBron and Embiid for the 76ers, the Grizzlies were still able to go 20 and three without their key players. So that for me says something that the Grizzlies front office and the Grizzlies as a team don't need their big player. He just adds an extra set of value to them. Yep. Kind of similar to the Bucs. I know that this whole thing is about the Bucs and we're talking about the Grizzlies, but it's Grizzlies are a good team. They just know what they're doing well. They've got great role players, great bigs, great defenders. So when you add Ja in, that's what? When you add Moran in, that superstar, it's like, yeah, go get 40, go get 30, whatever. That just adds to our total. And it's awesome to see. So they know how to get them open. Um, I'm just going to take it off. I think that who has surprised me the most? I've been really impressed with Charlotte and like, I don't know, it was just as mellow has been down here and it's just always good to keep an eye on those like rising stars that go through the NBL program. But I just didn't expect this early on in his career that he would be doing such great things. And I know that he's not the, the man down there, but it's good basketball to watch. They've got great like supportive players as well. They're still adding and they made the play ins like, that's all right. And, like, yeah, they lost and they're done. But, like, it's a uh, good, good like, second year for him, for Melo. So, I'm really excited. And I was very impressed by Charlotte this year. Kat, who's your team? Well, we all know what I was disappointed with, which, which was half a surprise. Um, but you know what, though? I'm going to say this for you. Like, I, I'd be happy with the Knicks. I feel like. Yes! <laughs> You know, I think that they've done really well this season. Like, yes. I, so I'm going to go with that. Like, I think it's good. And you know, funny enough, I think they, they're sitting, because they're 11, so Lakers. So, like, they've done really well this year. So I'm going to do that. That's for you. I'm going to come out with that one for you. Thank I'm pretty you. happy. I, I appreciate like, that. I know what it feels like, you know, when you're, when you're the underdog and when your team's finally doing good. It's like, yes. We set the bar real low at uh, New York camp. Yeah. So as, as long as we're above that bar we set for ourselves, we're fine. Yeah. I was, I was a little bit sad about Randall not like finishing the season as well as he started, but Knicks, I absolutely uh, agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I'll always, I'll always support the Knicks decision in anything. Mm. All right, guys. Well, that's all we got time for on this episode. Marina, first one done and dusted. So thanks for jumping on for this one. Uh, we'll wrap it up and we'll see you guys next episode. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. 
The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.